Welcome to A Life Invested, a podcast dedicated to helping you create the lifestyle of your dreams by investing in people, assets, and yourself. I'm your host, Roger Comstock. All right, my friends, welcome, welcome back to A Life Invested. I am so grateful to have each of you here, and I feel especially thankful today to have um, this guest with us. He has accomplished so much in such a short amount of time, and I can't wait for each of you guys to be able to learn from this this guy, um, just full of goodness. This is Eric McNeil. He's the proud owner and senior advisor at his financial planning firm, Diamond Financial Group, and has been in the field for a decade. Eric is most commonly known for his elite mentorship, where he helps professional athletes as well as entrepreneurs build plans that create income, influence, um, a multi generation and a multi generational legacy. Eric's journey, highlighted in Forbes, includes a two thousand dollar investment and in, in transforming it into an eight figure company. That is so impressive. You're going to have to tell us a little bit about that. <laughs> uh, he has also built another company from zero to a million dollars in a hundred days. And Eric's seven dollar to seven figure story is one that has helped him reach over two hundred and fifty thousand Instagram followers and continues to inspire many more around the world. Eric is a loving husband to his wife Kelly and a proud father to his two daughters in in heaven. Um he's uh, this is really really cool. I mean again this guy I'm going to toot his horn for a little bit here cuz he's done so much. He's been featured in Yahoo Finance, um Disrupt as well as Forbes. So Eric McNeil, welcome to the show man. I'm so grateful that you're here. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks so much for that intro man. Appreciate it. <laughs> you're welcome. You're very very welcome. Well, get us to get us started in helping um listeners understand how you kind of got to where you're at and what your story is. Yeah, for sure, man. So um, as you kind of mentioned, I'm an investment and business growth strategist. So I, I own a financial planning firm. So I, I my background is wealth, been in it for a decade now. Um, so I help individuals, like you said, to build and scale their, their income um, and also create generational wealth. Um, so that's kind of my background has always been in finance. I worked at the banks for a number of years and went off on my own finally. Um, and by going on my own, that's what kind of sparked the whole entrepreneurial route where I wanted to make the most of my time um, and not trade my time for dollars anymore, which is funny because we actually work more than we ever did when you had a job. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, you and then where everything kind of really hit me in the urgency side, you know, based off of my, uh, kind of my story, um, I shared with you briefly before we hopped on, but, uh, five years ago we had, uh, twins born, um, prematurely and they were only with us for about a week. And after they passed, um, it was one of those things where, um, I kind of had that internal light bulb of, you know, everybody dies, but not everybody lives. I saw how hard that they wanted to live. Babies are so resilient. They don't even know. They just want to survive. And so seeing them struggle and seeing them try to survive uh, and then ultimately passing, it kind of gave me this resurgence to live through them. And so that's why I work so many hours. That's why like, I can't be beat in anything that I do because it's, I just have a bigger why in, in my, in my mind, you know, like I, I just can't accept because I often tell people, I push people to go to failure, right? If you're in the gym, you fail. Like that's how you get stronger. And so when it comes to life and business, the only time you fail is when you quit or you give up, right? Like you're going to get kicked in the teeth a couple of times, but you just got to keep going, roll with the punches and get up again. And so that's how I've lived. Um, and because of that, that's what helped us be so successful in business 
And then once I tasted that success, I wanted to give it to other people. So now that's what I do is I coach individuals on growing and scaling their businesses. And then of course, on the wealth side, on top of that. Oh, dude, that's incredible. Um, tell, tell, I want to talk, we could dissect a lot of this because there's so many nuggets of goodness here. Um, first of all, losing your children had to be, I'd imagine one of the most difficult things you've, you've ever gone through. Oh, I'm yeah, with my wife right now. We're trying to have kids and, uh, I have no idea how people accidentally get pregnant. Uh, it's tricky, right? To have, to have kids. We're, we're excited to, uh, to bring a baby into the world eventually. And I can't, I can't wait. It'll be so fun to be a dad. So I can't, um, truly imagine what that would have felt like in having these twins coming and then, um, experiencing that. Is that where you feel like your why came from? Is that where you get it? Yeah. Yeah. Cause before that, like I always kind of had not shallow as in like materialistic, but shallow. They didn't have a lot of depth to my previous whys. Like I wanted the time freedom. I wanted the financial freedom, but it was like, I would still sleep in from time to time on a day off or like I'd go to bed early if I was tired. Right. But now it's just like, man, you sleep when you did, you know? And so, uh, and I, and I get kind of what you guys are going through in a sense that that's what happened with us and still is happening with us. We were married for, uh, nine years and uh yeah we couldn't get pregnant naturally and so we had the iui to have the babies first of all and then losing them and then going through three more iuis and i think like two or three more ivf treatments like we've been trying like crazy you know for that to happen and so um we have a few embryos left like we will still be able to get pregnant but for the time being um we want to start a family and we love the route of adoption and we don't want adoption to be our last resort or last choice so we've actually like okay let's push pause on like conceiving and like doing it ourselves. we want to adopt so we went through the process got like our background check done and we recently got approved uh to to adopt and so now it's just matching with the family so we're super pumped to grow our family at this point in time and just waiting for the right connection now Oh, congrats, man. I love it. There's so many business wins that you've experienced, but no business win will ever uh, make up for how exciting that win is. Oh, right? yeah. That's, that's no. like the biggest, yeah. <laughs> biggest yeah. win, dude, to be able to to have that happen. Well, I'm excited for you, brother. Uh, whatever kid gets to have you as a dad is going to be lucky. Um, I know that. Sure. I don't know your wife yet. We need to go to dinner or something, but yeah. I'm certain <laughs> she's a gem as well. Um, yeah. So grateful, grateful uh, to know you, man. Um, tell tell the listeners, like if they're wanting to learn more about you, if they're wanting to follow along in your journey, because you've got so many great things to share, where do they go? Yeah, so I funnel everything through Instagram just because of how they have like the bio set up, but you can like push people each where you want. But yeah, yeah on Instagram, it's just Eric, E-R-I-C underscore McNeil, M-C-E-N-E-I-L. And then through there, that's where, you know, you can follow me on YouTube. I do a lot there. We post our video there about adopting. Um, but I push most everything through that, uh, through that channel. Awesome. So yeah, go follow Eric on um, Instagram. He's got a great community there. He's putting out some great content. Uh, this guy's full of goodness. Somebody that you definitely want to <laughs> want to follow. Um, you, you told me earlier that in, in your journey to kind of where you are now, you had uh, you'd said that you were working at a bank, I think it was, and you decided to kind of go off on your own and do your own thing. Uh, yeah. How how did you come to that conclusion, and how did that feel? Because for a lot of people, they're in that exact same boat, right? That you were mm -hmm. in when you were working at the bank. They're figuring out, man, can I can I afford to do this? Is this uh, something that is possible for me? I'm scared. I'm nervous. 
So what allowed you to be able to kind of make that step into the dark? Oh man. So that's where in our story where that's kind of how that $2,000 investment turned into an eight figure company was I didn't have a ton of money. <laughs> like I wasn't in a position to where I could just go spend a lot, go run ads and like hope it works. It was like, okay, I got maybe like two grand in my bank account, but I got a credit card so I can go ahead and buy this course to go learn and have a mentor to teach us. Um, spend the money now. It's like, okay, if this doesn't work, I, I'm in trouble kind of a thing, right? Like wifey isn't going to be too happy. And so uh, my brother and I just got to work, man. And so that's where your nine to five funds, your five to nine. So one day your five to nine can become your nine to nine, right? Like it's your, it's your whole life at that point. And so for anybody who is listening that is trying to get out, don't just jump. Like that's, that's, especially if you, I mean, if you're single, sure. Like go all in bet on yourself. But if you have dependents, like be reasonable, right. And, and start to show something on the side that can start to generate money. So you can leave. And that's what we did. We would spend hours and hours um, online learning e-commerce, how to find a winning product, how to market it, how to grow it, get influencers, all that stuff. Right. Um, and so as we started doing that, I was wanting to move to Utah from Arizona and we wanted all this stuff to happen. And in September, my daughter's passed and I was like, okay, like I'm ready. Like I want to make this jump. I'm ready to make a move and like do things on my own. And I was still a little bit hesitant because I had a great job as a financial advisor at a bank. Like it was dope. And bro, we got, I got laid off in December. They said, you have 30 days of finding a new job and then your income's done. And I was what like, year, what year was this? Uh, that was 2020 or 19, 2019. 2019. Okay. Yeah. And so I was like, oh, like I need to go start my own thing now. Cause if I went, I was like, look, I'm already like mid late twenties. If I go start another career, I'm going to be there another 10 years. I got to do get vested again and all these things. And I was like, bro, like I know what I'm about. I can make this happen. We had, you know, a little bit of money in savings. I was like, well, let's just take the leap and let's figure it out. Because that's what happens is like when your back's against the wall, you don't realize how strong you are until you have to be right. And so you don't realize what you're capable of until you're forced into that situation or you, until you just go do it. And it's like, go be successful or lose the house, lose the cars, lose everything. Right. Like that's how I viewed it. I was like, I refuse to ever go get a job ever again. I have to make it happen. And once that happened, it starts to hurt your head, hurt your brain. Cause now it's like, this is uncomfortable. It's out of the normal, like go get the cushy stuff because our brains are meant to like survive. Right. And so if you have an opportunity to die, right. Financially, it's going to freak out. You have like a governor, right. It'll slow you down. And so being able to push through that has been everything. And granted it, it doesn't, you don't hit the home run on your first at bat usually. <laughs> and so that first year sucked. Like we thought we'd do a lot better than we did, but there was a ton of learning going on. Right. We learned so much. And literally all we did was change like two or three things of like who we were targeting and the program, but we kept the whole e-commerce deal like intact, changed it. And that dude, things blew up like immediately after that. As soon as we made the change, it like, I think the following week we made like a hundred grand. The week after that was like another 200 grand on top of that. And like in no time, like within, I think like 
five, four or five months, we had like our first million doing that. So it's just like not quitting, man. Like that's what it came down to because it was like 12, it was like almost a full year of just like banging our head, trying to figure it out. And then like, that's where we had the breakthrough. I love this story, man. Absolutely love your story. Um, really cool. There's a lot there too, that we can kind of dive into for mm -hmm. just a minute. Um, so number one, I love uh, that you mentioned this whole idea of like your your nine to five can can fund your five to nine, um, mm -hmm. right? And I think that's important for people to understand. One of the things that I also teach is that business does not have to be risky. I was somebody that went all in. Um, I I quit what I was doing. I did a little bit of sales consulting. Then I was on my own, and it was scary. I was single, so to your point, at that point I was single, and it was a lot easier because I didn't have dependents. But even then, I mean, it's nerve wracking, right? To, it's still scary. Yeah. So, like, where are you so your scary, next bill? Like, yeah, all that stuff. It, it is, right? And so I love the approach that you mentioned. And I feel like it's a much um, more advantageous approach and something that uh, allows people to kind of breathe through the process of becoming an mm -hmm. entrepreneur, recognizing that they can keep this job that's providing a great income uh, and just kind of work on a side hustle until it's providing enough that they feel like, all right, I can, I can kind of leave what I'm doing now. Um, I, I like that a lot. I think that's important. And I would honestly encourage a lot of people right now are trying to figure out how they can make a little more money, whether it's they, they want to put it into some passive investments or they want to buy more Christmas or a fun car, whatever it is. And so right. that is a great approach. Figure out something that you can do every single day that will allow you to grow your skill set and put some more cash in the bank. Um, if, you, if you listened to Eric, one of the things he said that was really important was he was just learning, right? Just like absorbing information, reading books and figuring out what worked and what didn't work. And that uh, that behavior is conducive to uh, inevitable success, right? In the long run, if it's, if it's practiced <laughs> for a long time. So really, really cool. Um, grateful, grateful to hear that. Uh, tell the listeners maybe how you felt going into, because you didn't know you were leaving. It sounds like it was the end of 2019. So you had no idea that you were going to be starting a business um, in the heart yeah, of the pandemic. <laughs> Right. And so yeah, that isn't was, that crazy, dude? Like literally, yeah. like January 1, 2020, we moved to Utah. We had no idea what was about to happen. <laughs> oh, dude. Yeah, that is that is wild. How did that go? And and what what were the ways that you were able to pivot through the pandemic as you figured things out? Well, on the finance side, as you know, um is very relationship based, super relationship based. And so typically for you to get a client, it's like, oh, I work at Schwab or I work at the bank. I work here. Right. So you have like a big backing name. I had left. I'm like, okay, I'm ready to go meet some people. COVID happens. And now I'm meeting people online without a big bank to back me. And I'm like, let's have a zoom so I can like get you to trust me with your money. Like, dude, it, it became so hard that like nobody wanted to meet like and we couldn't, right? And so I'm like, okay, how do I transition to like building relationships online without meeting people? And that was super hard uh, to get started. I ended up figuring it out, um, which was really nice. I, Zoom is way, it's a thousand times better than a phone call. They can at least see you. And that spoke volumes. That was really helpful. Um, but building my personal brand was everything because I didn't have, that's where it hit me, right? I didn't have a Schwab. I didn't have Edward Jones or the bank anymore, right? Like, so I had to create that big name behind me. So I went, and I had been already working on this since like 2015, maybe working on growing my Instagram and my personal brand. Like, what do I stand for? So that way, if I ever start a new business, 
people don't need to wonder what is that business? What do they do? What do they stand for? It's literally, oh, Eric owns it. So I trust it. Like even The Rock, right? The Rock came out with that tequila and immediately he passed like the world's biggest tequila brand, right? Like, because it's him, it's his name. And so people love The Rock. So any movie he's in, they're going to go watch it, right? Same thing with me and you. Any business we start, people know who we are. So they want to go at least test it out. And that's how you're going to get your clients um, is by building that personal brand. So that's what got me through that. Um, But because everything was online, e-commerce exploded, like exploded because I used it to my advantage. I was like, look, guys, stop going in to go buy things, buy online. And then on the flip side of, hey, guys, look, everyone's buying online. Why don't you become a seller online? And then I taught people how to do product research, how to get things convenient, solve a problem and get to the client and sell online. Man, I love this. This is so good. Um, and I want to talk just a little bit about mindset for a second. Yeah. Um, because I I really believe that's that's the the first thing that needs to be kind of nailed down before the results occur. So a lot of pe- times people kind of think the mindset is hocus pocus, and it's like, dude, I just need to be grinding, go get results. But yeah. um, a, a belief in an individual's ability to be able to do big things to know they can do big things is really important because you could have gone into the pandemic and seen what was happening globally and gone, Oh no, like, what am I, I got to get back to the bank quick, or I need to get to some, you know, secure nine to five really fast. But what I love is that you said, uh, I think your words, you just use, you just figured it out right as you went. So, Hey, this is working. Let's keep doing it. Uh, this isn't working. So we're going to stop that really quick. And what I love so much about business, every person that I talk to that has found success it's always the same story. It's just like a mad science project, right? Like <laughs> things that are working. It's like, yeah, this is awesome. Let's uh, let's double down, right? And uh, it's really, really cool because the things that aren't working, you can't you can't keep doing those for very long if you want your business to be successful. You really have to learn to be able to adapt, yeah, uh, fairly quickly, which you've done really, really well. I love the way that you saw the world, right? Like I think somebody, again, like right now, um, business for us has. Uh, exploded. It's been really, really great uh, in a recessionary period. But what is I think is important is that anybody has the ability to be able to view the world um, through a lens of positivity and possibility. Because a lot of times right now, we've got individuals that are seeing the world as like, oh man, um, whether they're concerned about who's president or whether they're concerned about the macro economy or micro economy, there's these things that get in people's way of getting where they want to go. And they use them as excuses to stop them from achieving their potential. And that's, Mm -hmm. that's hard, right? Um, So what advice would you give to somebody? Let's say that you're talking to somebody in consulting and they say, dude, Eric, I want to do what you've done, but I don't, I don't know if I've got the mindset for it right now. How would you coach them through that? Ooh, that's, I actually get that a lot. And then right before I answer that, there's one thing I wanted to answer to what you just said, people find excuses to get out of it. And the biggest thing that I started telling people is find excuses to do it. Mm, right instead of like finding ways to get out find ways to make it happen like you have to take that out of your mind because again and it's just going right back down to our central system right we are meant to survive not look good right so when you diet your body freaks out because you think you're starving it it's meant to survive right not look good and the same thing with like business it's meant to survive not go take risks and so for you to take risks it's going, you have to fight like that inner thought and that inner feeling of, but this, what if that happens? What if that happens? 
start asking yourself, well, what if the flips, right? So Eric, what happens if you fail and you guys lose the house and you lose X, Y, and Z? Well, it's okay. Well, I already once upon a time didn't have the house once upon a time didn't have the money. So what's the problem? I just start back from there, but I now have experience, right? So now instead of saying, what if I fail and we lose X, Y, and Z, what if I win and I get the jet, the yacht and the mansions and, you know, be able to do whatever I want. Right. So start thinking in that, that form. Okay. And if, if you are someone who is analytical and that, and that bothers you, like, what if I fail? Well, guess what? Those who are prepared will not fear. So if you can take the time to really mind map what you're doing and you can create a plan, you're not scared because you have a plan. You know what's going to work. All you have to do is worry about executing rather than being successful. Because if you just focus on, I want to make $100,000 or a million dollars, you might fail. But if you say, I need to do X, Y, and Z every single day, seven days a week for me to make a million, then just go execute. Plain and simple, right? Um, and then to answer your question about people say, you know, hey, Eric, I want to get to where you're at. Uh, I'm just trying to get like you, things like that. And I stop every single one of them like, bro, like, or, or if it's a lady, right? Um, create your own path. Your story is going to be so much more beautiful. Like you don't want to get to where I'm at. Go max out your potential. And it's up to you to find out what that is. And so now it's just internal reflection. Like go talk to yourself in the mirror, like for 10 minutes and you'll probably leave crying and you're going to find out exactly who you are and what you want to accomplish. And that's, if you can learn to break down your personal barriers first, you're going to be able to handle a lot of objection that comes in business. Yeah, I really like that a lot. Thank you so much for sharing that. There's this quote. It's really, really good. It's by a guy named um, F.M. Alexander. And he says, people do not decide their futures. They decide their habits and their habits decide their futures. And so mm -hmm. I like this idea of instead of just like, I want to make a million dollars. I want to make whatever it is. Or I want to have the jet or the yacht or whatever it is that somebody wants in life. Um, it can't just be an empty longing without some really um, powerful or intentional action right yeah. behind those longings. And when an individual couples a longing they have with um, action, it becomes very powerful. They, they very quickly learn they can do anything they want to do. They can become whoever they want to become. And it's a lot like in nature, we see these caterpillars become butterflies, totally different than they were starting <laughs> out their lives out, which is just, I mean, it's a miracle. It's a miracle that it, that it happens. And I think as we watch human beings, it's fascinating to see what an individual starts as coming into the world and who they become through just being willing to change and adapt and adjust and try new things. Uh, it's, yeah. it's, a, it's, a, well, it's like a, what you just said, like the, the biggest thing when someone like when I'm, when I ask them, like sit down in a console, it's like, what do you want? What do you want to accomplish? And the first question I ask after that is why, why do you want, you know, X amount of money? Cause most oftentimes Roger, they're like, you know, I want to make this much money of income. Well, why? I don't know. I want to be able to buy this or go here or go do that. Okay. Well, that's what you want. You don't want the money because guess what? If you only want the money, good luck. You're, you're going to attract it. You're going to attract an opportunity to make money. But guess what? That might screw over a partner. That might be illegally. That might be like, you'll be presented an opportunity to make money. But if your only objective is the freedoms, like I want to be able to buy that car. I want to go on this vacation. I want to work from home. I want time with my spouse. Guess what? That's going to happen because that's what you're attracting and that's what you're working for. And then 
the money is just the byproduct of making that happen. So the money will come as long as you focus on the right goals. If you focus on the money, it'll come, but at a cost, most likely. Yeah, that's a really great point. Um, I want to actually dive in for just a second to this idea sure. of why. Um, let's talk about it for just a minute. There's there's a great book, and I've referenced this in previous shows, but uh, it's called Man's Search for Meanings by Viktor Frankl, and he was a Holocaust survivor. I mean, barely came out of that uh, experience alive, but had the most incredible attitude through, um, through the experience. And he chose to develop that attitude because of his why. And what I think is interesting is, a lot of people, you know, let's say they're pushing for some big goal that they've wanted to reach and they just can't seem to hit it. It's it's almost always, I would say always, I'll, I'll use that uh, even though it's a strong word. It's always because they um, they don't have a deep enough why. It's not because they can't get the goal, yeah. right? Which is interesting. And so like, for example, let's say somebody today had to go make $10,000 today. Like they had to go make 10 grand. If they're, if they're working in a nine to five and they have some security, the, the motivation behind that action is is going to be diminished big time. It, mm-hmm. if, it, instead of like, and this may be a bit graphic, but it's interesting to be able to analyze the differences and outcomes psychologically. Like, let's say that same individual was told, hey, someone in your family is going to, they will um, become deathly ill, right? If you don't go make $10,000. Right. If you don't go do that, someone is not going to be doing very well. What's really cool is because the it's not that the action changed; it's the same action. It's making ten thousand dollars, but the why changed, and the second why has a lot more power behind it. Someone is going to figure out whether they're going to go raise that money or figure out if they need to go shovel thousands of driveways. Right, whatever whatever they're going to do, um, go work for it. Figure out a way to add value. Right, they're going to figure out a way to be able to bring that ten thousand dollars in to make sure their family's okay. And so I love that you ask that right to your potential clients. It's like, Hey, I want to make all this money, but how come, why are you doing this? Um, it's, it's great when, when someone develops a why that is meaningful and that actually reaches beyond oneself to, to society, to their community, to family, friends in a way that can, uh, impact them, uh, positively, then the money-making kind of follows right? You've solved the problem. You've added value. It, it follows pretty quick. And so that's, I love that, uh, that comment. Thank you so much. Any other thoughts on that, Eric? Yeah, actually, while you were just talking about that analogy, right. And, and like you said, it, it's, it's kind of hard to stomach as giving an example, but to the same token, you just said, right. If you don't do it today, your family's going to be in trouble. You automatically feel like very urgent. But if you told me, hey, you got to make an extra 10,000 this year or something's going to happen, you feel very, you actually kind of feel relaxed. You're like, okay, the family's going to be in trouble, but I have a year to do it. Yeah, You need to attack all your goals the same way with urgency. So for me, uh, the book that changed my life was the 12-week year. And he talked about that. He talked about like, like the number one goal that people will set at the beginning of a year is weight loss. I want to lose 20 pounds this year. Well, I got 12 months to do it. So that's like just under two pounds a month. Who can't do that? And then you wait and then it's like, oh crap, summer's here. I don't have my summer body, maybe next year, but I still have the next six months to lose 20 pounds. That's only three pounds a month. I can do that. And then now it's Q4. Like, dude, you just wasted nine months Without even knowing, yeah, without it just without even knowing, yep. Because you said you have a year to do it, and so the whole idea of the book is turn your twelve month goals into twelve week goals. And so whenever I help my clients, I help I talk to them and saying, "Hey, what's like your two year goal? 
Um, and I, and it's, it's the coolest thing that I make everyone go through. I say, list your 10 top goals. And I say, now get rid of uh, three or get rid of seven of them. And like, oh, crap, they get rid of seven. I'm like, you have three goals to get in the next two years. Like, okay, they're looking at it. I'm like, now circle one. And like, holy crap. So they got rid of all their goals. They circled the one. I said, okay, the other nine are distractions. Focus on one. And instead of two years, do it in a year. And bro, if you can apply that, holy smokes, that what you can accomplish will blow your mind. I'm not even kidding. I have this videographer buddy out of Miami. Um, and I sat down with him and we did this. And he was kind of like laughing a little bit about the goal because it was like so far out. And it was like a big income goal. And he circled it. And I was like, does that like, does that mean a lot to you? He said, yes, this is the one goal I want. I said, yeah, one year to do it, bro. I kid you not. It was like nine months and he hit that goal. And it was, even when I looked at it, I was like, man, that is like a steep goal. But I was like, if this means a lot to you, you just wrote that down. Keep this by your bedside and read it every single morning for the next year and you'll hit it. And dude, I was, it's insane what you can accomplish when you put urgency behind it and you get rid of distractions. Dude, I love what you just shared. Um, and I could not, I could not agree more. Uh, there's a great book that I would recommend to, um, all of the listeners here. We'll go over a couple more questions, but, uh, this book, it's called the one thing. And mm-hmm. the idea is that uh, our focus is very powerful. And what, what will keep us from getting what we want in life is just spreading our bandwidth too thin, right? Like, like you just said, this was a great practice you did with your friend. Like, what do you want? And there's, a bunch of different things will like narrow that down, narrow that down, narrow that down until you have one thing to focus on and then put a time limit on it. And it's amazing what, what can and what will happen if somebody is willing to actually, um, not just, not just, uh, do this in their mind, but take action behind it, be will being willing to do some of the hard things. Um, Shel Silverstein, as you were talking, it reminded me of this quote. It's so good. We all know Shel Silverstein from like following up his kids, that fun poem, mm-hmm. uh, book, but he said, all the woulda, coulda, shouldas laying in the sun talking about the things they woulda, coulda, shoulda done, but all those woulda, coulda, shouldas all ran away and hid from one little did. Um, so this idea of like, man, like I, I could do this or I should do this or I would do this if this was the case. What's a much better approach is, okay, here's the one thing that I want to do and I'm just going to take very small steps towards it, consistent steps, and yeah. that will um, result in a very, very big outcome. Um, and I, I lo- you've seen that in your life. It's been yeah. really cool from what well, you said. The word consistent, consistent. If you are not consistent, I don't care what your goals are. You will miss them a hundred percent of the time. The, if a rocket going to the moon off by one degree, will miss it by how many thousands of miles, right? Oh, one yeah. degree. And then even like compounding up versus compounding down 1% better every day is 300 and like, I don't know. It's not, it's not 365, but it's like 300% whatever lot, yeah. better. But 1% worse every day is only like 1% total because it's compounding positive versus compounding negative. It's consistency, right? And so whatever the goal is, even if it's make my bed every morning by 8 o'clock and I never miss for an entire year, the self-confidence that you're going to get is going to go through the roof, right? And so, for example, think of this, Roger. If, If every week I told you, Roger, this is the week I'm going to change my life. And then by Wednesday, I screw up. And then by Sunday, Roger, I promise this is the week. And I do that every week for like five years. Do you think you'll ever trust me if I said, hey, this is the week? No. Probably not. Now, 
how many of us do that to ourselves? Every Sunday, tomorrow's the day, man. Tomorrow's the day. And you do it for a week, two weeks, and you fall off. You have done this for years, and now you can't even trust your own word, right? So start thinking of that. Make an attainable goal that stretches you. But, dude, hell or high water, don't freaking miss. Be consistent. Hit that goal, uh, being consistent with it, and your self-confidence will explode. Dude, I love this. We'll end on this idea because it's so important. Um, yeah, and what what human beings do psychologically, we're just interesting critters. What happens is we say, I want to do this and I'm committed to doing it. And we may do it for a couple of days, but then we start coming up with excuses as to why it's it's hard or challenging. And we start looking <laughs> externally to um, situations and then to people or people first. And then yeah. the situation like, I can't do this because of this person or I can't do this because of this situation. And what that does is it, it, um, almost injects us with this like pseudo comfort of like, oh, I want to do this, but I can't do it um, because of these things anyway. So now I can kind of relieve myself of this burden, right? That I was feeling that I needed to do this. Uh, and that's that's that won't enable anybody. It's not a serving thought, right? That somebody has when they start pushing um, their ability to achieve success or to influence success to external situations or people i call it i call it excuse juice right like we, we, we gotta get rid of that stuff um yeah. but i love i love what you said uh it's it it there's a, a ton of power uh to staying consistent the last thought i have about what you mentioned that's super important is this idea of integrity uh to yourself because if if you like you said if if you talk to somebody else say i'm gonna do this i'm gonna do this and you don't ever do it that person won't trust you but what's interesting about our brains is if we can start small and say i'm going to do like you said i love the the example of making your bed like i'm gonna make my bed every day at 8 a.m and if you can stay true to that and consistent to it, your brain starts to buy into this like hey if roger says he's gonna do something uh, based off of precedence and our experience <laughs> like he's gonna do it Right. Like he's, he's, he said, he's going to make his bed at eight o'clock every morning. He's been doing that for like over a year. If that was the example. Right. Um, and then you can move it to something bigger. Okay. Now I'm going to do this. And your brain's like, well, he did this. We can do this too. And so, like you said, it gives you a great sense of, of confidence in doing bigger and bigger things through this consistent effort as mm -hmm. you go. I, I love that, man. I, uh, I don't want to keep you too long. I'm just so grateful to have you here, but do you have any extra thoughts that you'd like to share with listeners here i feel so so thankful that we've been able to invest no i mean yeah I, i'm i'm super grateful that you reached out and we set this up man i i'm happy to impart any knowledge that has helped me through the years and i just think right now anybody who's listening it's we are coming into a scary time in the world right and like people often say it's yeah, the market might be going through a recession, but that does that shouldn't affect you. You're you should not have a personal recession. You should always be able to power through. So, what I'm trying to help anybody do right now is, man, come up with four or five positive habits that you can start doing every single day right now. Make them make them habits right after 21 days, um, and then 90 days for it to become a lifestyle. Um, have dry powder right on the side financially right now. Usually in the change of an office or change or in a recession, those are the two biggest opportunities that make millionaires. And so right now we're coming up on an opportunity for people to make a lot of money, right? Real estate's coming down, stocks down, Bitcoin down, like a lot of things are changing. So have money on the side to be able to act. This is going to be a huge opportunity in the next three to five years for you to get out of your current situation. 
And the best way you can do it is be a good steward of your money, create positive habits and be consistent with what you're doing and be, and be impeccable with your word. If you say you're going to do it, do it. But that's, that's really, I got to share, man. It's, that's what blessed my life. I hope this can bless yours and anybody else listening, but yeah, man, just super grateful you, you had me on here today. Thank you. Thank you so much. Uh, to piggyback real fast, because there's such great comments. Discipline leads to habit. So discipline's hard in the beginning, but mm-hmm. habits aren't as hard as discipline because they become a part of us. And so, and it's not that what we're doing has changed. It still can be hard, but we've changed. And so it becomes easier. So discipline becomes a habit and then habit becomes character. It becomes who, who we are, the way we act. People come to know us as, oh, I can trust him. Oh, I, I, I he'll give me help. He'll provide value. And that's a, it's a great practice. So do the things that uh, Eric has taught here today. Um, I, I loved having him on the show. Thank you for being here. I appreciate you. Thank you for having me.